Welcome to the Student Sessions with Tonya Galati, brought to you by Greyhair Media. In this series, Tonya is joined by role models who share their lived experiences in frank and honest conversations. We all need to be inspired, and understanding how those we look up to have been inspired themselves is an important journey of discovery. Come with us for a frank, unedited conversation with amazing people. Today, Tonya is talking to Shafin Mahmoud. Shafin came to study in the UK as an international student from Bangladesh in 2017. Prior to that, he was one of the winners of the British Council's IELTS Scholarship Award, which facilitated his study in the UK. He completed an advanced diploma in accounting and finance and a management degree, and is currently pursuing an MBA in international business. He is also an ACCA. Over to you, Tonya. Hi, and welcome to the student sessions with me, Tonya. Today, I'm joined by Shafin. Hi, Shafin. Hi, Tonya. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Glad to be here. And great to have you, Shafin. Thanks very much for joining us. Where are you dialing in from? Where are you based at the moment? I'm based in East London. In East London. And then what's the weather like? Is it snowing there? Um, yes, it is snowing. It, it looks really beautiful outside. <laughs> So uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we're in early February, we are in lockdown number 3000 and whatever, joking, lockdown three, um, and it's freezing cold. So we've got snow across the UK in various pockets. So Shafin, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, um, I came to study in the UK uh, from Bangladesh in 2017 um, as an international student. Um, I got a scholarship uh, from the British Council, which I used to study here. Uh, um, I, compl- uh, I completed two courses uh, with the university and I'm currently pursuing my postgrad. Um, I'm also studying the ACCA independently, which is a chartered accountancy qualification. Mm-hmm. Um with regards to work, I have been involved uh, in a charity that I've been working for the last three plus years. And just recently, um, I started working as a marketing intern at a at an apparel-based startup in London. Brilliant. So let's talk a little bit, um, we'll hear more about kind of your current situation and kind of your move to the UK in a short while. But tell us a little bit about your life in Bangladesh and what it was like um, growing up. Um, in Bangladesh, it was uh, very um, interesting in the sense that we were. Uh, I, I grew up in a joint family, so our uh, my uh, many of my family members we lived together. Uh, I lived with my grandparents, and it was a very um, enjoyable and um, connected experience. And um, I always had my parents uh, on my side and, you know, they are the two most uh, important people and whom I miss the most mm-hmm. as I'm here in the UK. Um, in Bangladesh, um, I had uh, uh, many friends and, you know, we used to hang out and go out uh, in different trips and so on. Um, and here it's, uh, I think uh, here it, the difference is uh, it's a bit um, disconnected to some capacity, but mm-hmm. I guess we make the best out of it. Okay, so what made you decide to study in the UK, Shafin? Um, well, uh, there are a couple of reasons, actually. I mean, uh, the UK is known for its you know, uh, global uh, reputation in education. Um, and one of the reasons why I specifically wanted to study in London is because London is um, uh, well known for its you know, uh, corporate um, success in terms of individual capacities of how students, how well someone can do in their lives. Um, so um, I wanted to, you know, because London is the center of the world, you know, the, called the cradle of civilization. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to be a part of, uh, make London a part of my journey and see where it takes me. 
And do you think you're going to be in the UK for some time or do you plan to relocate elsewhere once you finish studying? Um, uh, dip, uh, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, depending on the situation. So currently um, uh, I have a placement as part of my degree, which I'm looking for. So uh, if, eventually the idea is to go back to Bangladesh, of course, and, uh, you know, in the long term and long term goal would be to kind of, you know, make my own business and so on. But at the moment, um, I would be looking for some a UK work experience if I can. So um, earlier on, Shafin, you mentioned that in Bangladesh, you were very well connected, you had lots of friends, you know, there was lots going on. And obviously the transition to the UK must have been quite difficult in terms of, you know, you came to the UK on your own, you must have felt quite isolated at times. Um, yes, it was, uh, at times it was, uh, you know, very um, challenging in terms of uh, loneliness and so on. So for example, uh, I had a bit of a struggle um, living alone. I have been living alone in the UK for the last three plus years. So, you know, um, even before the lockdown and now we are going through, you know, three national lockdowns and an ongoing pandemic and so on. So it is kind of um, challenging, but, you know, I take uh, immense contentment in saying that, you know, I've managed to kind of keep myself together. Okay. So you and I have discussed in the past some of the challenges that you've had around mental health, which, um, has stemmed from kind of being quite isolated and kind of your struggles uh, in being alone whilst in the UK. Tell us a bit more about that, Shafin, and kind of how you've felt. Um, uh, it was, uh, especially when I first came in, it was uh, quite challenging because you come from, you know, different cultures and uh, you don't really know uh, anyone here and, you know, you try to make friends and so on. Uh, but uh, I think uh, loneliness uh, at some time, especially when, you know, there is difference of how we are, you know, life experiences in general. So, for example, um, one example I can remember of is perhaps, uh, you know, it rains often in London. Um, yeah. uh, and back home, I remember when, you know, it used to rain and if I was outside and I came home, uh, my mom was there and she was like, you know, with a towel and telling me to, you know, rub your head off, you'll get a fever and so on. Uh, but when the same thing happened in London and I was like, you know, drenching wet and I came home and there was nobody, you know, at that time I was like, oh, I wish mom was here. <laughs> so there was, there is kind of, you know, some experiences uh, where um, I missed family. There was an element of homesickness um, and so on. Uh, but I guess we make uh, the best out of it. And what sort of support did you um, get shipping with your mental health? Kind of where, where did you go to get the help that you needed? I personally um, uh, tried to overcome those challenges uh, by myself to some extent uh, mm -hmm. in what, uh, whatever I, way I could. So one of the things that worked for me to some extent with regards to mental health uh, is keeping myself busy. So, uh, you know, as we speak, you know, I'm currently involved with, you know, university course, uh, coursework, uh, part-time job, an internship. I'm also, you know, uh, undergoing mentorship. I'm being ben mentored by two industry professionals uh, uh, from two multinational corporations. And, you know, I'm also a registered volunteer Reach Out UK, uh, which is a mentoring charity. And the list goes on. Uh, the idea is to keep myself busy and the level of activities, you know, kind of add value to my life and help with my mental health. I mean, it sounds like you've got involved in lots of um, things. How do you have time to do everything? Um, I guess, you know, uh, we have to just make time. One of the reasons uh, is because, you know, apart from my mental health, another um, challenge I had to go through in the UK and have been going through now as well is with the job search. 
So, you know, one of the reasons, um, you know, when I first came to the UK, I wasn't really, these are recent uh, um, things that have happened, by the way. So when I mm-hmm. first came in 2017, you know, I, I didn't know anything. And I was like, you know, what am I going to do? And I don't even know anyone and so on. But because of the, you know, I'm also involved in a continuous job search process, you know, Previously, um, I had struggled with uh, getting a job and so on. So this time, you know, I'm going in all guns blazing, you know, let's see what I can do and try my best as well. So did did the struggle of finding a job and kind of being rejected in terms of when you made applications, do you think that also impacted your mental health and how you felt about yourself? Um, yes, at times it was uh, challenging. I mean, uh, even now, I'm, I'm, uh, it is quite challenging to kind of, you know, when you make an apply, especially in a, a conventional, uh, you know, application process, there are lots of man hours involved with, you know, fine tuning a CV to the specific keywords of the description and researching the company, writing a cover letter, doing the online test and so on. So it is, you know, kind of um, challenging uh, when, you know, when we do, um submit the application and it doesn't sometimes we are even ghosted we don't forget you know let alone feedback we don't even receive a response that you know we haven't been successful but yes it, it has impacted uh, my you know um mental health to some capacity but as i said you know uh, um uh, the skillful sailors are made uh, not made in the you know easiest seas you know we just need to push through and you know persevere and see where life takes you basically um, some of our listeners, Shafin, may be able to relate to what you're saying in terms of, you know, we are in a pandemic. They might be feeling quite isolated. Um, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the media around kind of the reduction in opportunities for students. So many of our listeners might be feeling a bit apprehensive about the future and it may have also kind of knocked their confidence. What advice would you give to some of our listeners who might be feeling a little bit um, uneasy about the future? Um, uh, I, I think I could, uh, uh, that is a very interesting question. Um, I think I could uh, relate to this uh, with mental health and also students like myself who are struggling with jobs. Um, so um, I would perhaps um, say that, you know, in this current situation, um, you could uh, try to, even though I know everything is virtual, um, I would suggest, you know, being involved with uh, a lot of uh, activities which will, you know, help you pass time and you can talk and communicate with people. Um, and um, uh, with regards to employability, I would suggest, you know, internships. Uh, there is no alternative. The more internships a student has, the more opportunities they're likely to have for a graduate job. Um, also, a contingency plan. So, you know, w- in terms of their employability, whatever, you know, degree or qualification someone is studying, you know, if, you know, if, if something doesn't work out, you know, uh, we things happen in life, medical issues, financial issues, or even someone's own disinterest towards a subject that they're studying now so you know what is the plan b so you know it could be another subject area or even a social media account a tiktok account you know i mean whatever works but the point is to have a plan b so that we are um, not disappointed and finally i know i'm getting a bit long-winded apologies uh, but i would also want to mention that you know whatever struggle we are going through i think it's important to remember why we started this journey in the first place. So what is the carrot at the end of the stick, if you like? So for example, for me, it's my mom and dad, you know, they have made so many sacrifices to send me to the UK. I'm a sole child with no siblings. I don't speak English as the first language and so on. So, you know, I, I want to give them back. I want to make make them smile, you know, and that's my, for someone it could be money, for someone it could be a partner they want to live with and so on. But the point is to remind ourselves that we did not come this far just to come this far. There's a lot to look forward to.
Um, and for any of our listeners, if you are struggling um, and you're feeling isolated or you feel that your mental health is suffering, particularly at this time, um, do contact your institutions who can provide you um, with support. And obviously there are also um, online mental health charities. Um, just one thing that I wanted to address with you, Shafina. Um, the discussion of mental health has um, been going on, obviously, for some time now. Um, and particularly, um, there's the whole discussion that actually for males... Um, there are there's less disclosure and actually it's more about I want to suffer in silence or actually I'm going to just get on with it and I'm not going to tell anybody because there's this fear of it you know looking like a weakness what advice would you give to some of our male listeners who might be struggling but might be thinking oh no I can't ask for help because I'm a male and you know that's not the done thing um, I would suggest, you know, um, again, as you rightly said, to first uh, contact if they can uh, with the universities, uh, if they're going to an institution or, you know, whatever uh, or college or university, they can, you know, speak to them. There is immense uh, confidentiality. So um, if someone were to reach out, there is confidentiality and they can easily reach out to someone without even um, exposing or, you know, letting out their names if they don't want to. And there are, you know, multiple um, phone lines in the UK uh, where you could, you know, if you want to, if someone were to talk to someone, they could easily um, contact with someone and, you know, have um, a friend to talk to. Um, I, I think it's also uh, uh, important to kind of um, uh, reach out to friends and see, uh, and oftentimes I understand that, you know, people don't have the same energy when we are kind of, uh, when we reach out to someone, but it's just to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, our, our, our happiness uh, relates to ourselves and, you know, we can um, work on this. And I would just tell them to you know, be a little, um, um, try to open up as much as they can and just reach out. I think that is the main thing that don't confide it within yourself. There are so many people uh, who would, uh, you know, want to support you. Uh, one of uh, this kind of reminds me, uh, interestingly, is, you know, when I was uh, my, as you were saying, my job rejections and struggles mm -hmm. with jobs, etc. cetera, uh, when it kind of took a toll during the second lockdown in London, I made a post on LinkedIn for the first time which is way beyond my comfort zone uh, you know first time i'm asking publicly that you know what i need help um, i'm not going through a, a good time and when i this is the first time i made a post like this ever in my life and that post kind of blew up with like 150k views and went kind of viral and people were messaging me and it really it was a really great experience so the point i'm trying to make is if we reach out there is light at the end of the tunnel so there are people who care about uh, you you know who, whoever is struggling you know and we if we reach out to uh, for help there will be help and how do you feel that um your experiences have shaped who you are today shafin I think uh, it has made me uh, made uh, uh, these experiences have made me more um, resilient um, and determined, and um, you know I'm I'm a more uh, stronger person than um, I was before. So one of the biggest differences between me when I first moved in here was uh, was kind of introverted, in a way you know I didn't uh, really. Um, um, kind of, you know, involved in internships and, you know, first thing I was, I, I think I was really um, uh, isolated to some capacity, but then, but now, you know, I'm going, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm trying to do my level best. I'm active on LinkedIn and I think these experiences shape, uh, change our perspective of life. And now I'm 
more uh, interested in activities as as I was saying earlier you know any competition any event at university um, or even outside university any event any virtual uh, uh, program and so on you will find me there you know so I am participating in basically anything that I can participate in so that is I think one of the key differences that I'm all out there at the moment so we all need role models in life and um, this series is about role models. Who have some of your role models been over the years, Shafin? Um, so uh, one of the per, uh, uh, individuals whom I consider a role model for me pers- uh, personally is um, J.K. Rowling, because uh, I think uh, the author of Harry Potter, you know, I have read the book uh, so many times and I think it's because um, she had, comes from a... A position of uh, you know adversity and challenge, and I remember that you know even her initial uh, book, Harry Potter manuscript was uh, w- the first one was rejected like a dozen times before someone gave her a chance. And you know, uh, and I remember uh, one of the quotes that she said. You know, I'm paraphrasing here that you know we you we only put ourselves forward when there is nothing uh, much to lose. AKA, you know, desperation makes people, uh, you know, go out of their comfort zone in a sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, I really take her advice in that sense that, you know, when we are, you know, when we are pushed to the max, we will hopefully excel and try our best to uh, do our best, basically. So if you could go back in time, Shafin, and you were meeting your 16-year-old self, what one bit of advice would you give to yourself knowing what you know now? So um, I would, I guess uh, that's a very interesting question. Um, I guess I would advise myself uh, to read a book. Uh, uh, there's a couple, actually. I would advise myself to perhaps read a book or take a course on mental health. You know, I would tell myself to join a gym, you know, because f- physical fitness is important. Um, and I would tell myself a bit about Murphy's Law, you know, which says that anything that could possibly go wrong will likely go wrong. So basically not to put all your eggs in one basket and always have a contingency, always have a plan B and Place. Mindful that we're coming to the end of our time together, Shafin, but before we go, how do you feel about being under the umbrella of being a role model for our listeners? Well, uh, I'm honoured and flattered and thank you uh, for uh, that word. But as you said, it's an, um, uh, it is kind of an umbrella term uh, with many hues and shoots. Um, I wouldn't uh, um, call myself a role model in any shape or form, but at the same time, if someone benefits from my lived experiences and life lessons, then that's more than I could, you know, ever ask for. Um, I understand that we are wrapping up now. So I, you know, I just want to thank all of the listeners. And if anyone wants to have a conversation with me, I'm available on LinkedIn and, you know, happy to help anyone who reaches out to me. And finally, thank you once again, Tonya, for having me in your show and all of the members of TJ Consulting Limited and the Student Sessions podcast. Thanks very much for joining us, Shafin. You've been an absolute great guest, uh, very inspirational. And thank you very much for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Thank you for your time, Tonya. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and do join us again on the Student Sessions. Thanks for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing. And if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session.